0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline, episode 553 from November 11th, 1997, a Tuesday night show with guest Jilly Ramone. This is a new official tape replacing the previous incomplete fan copy. It was a JBJ tape that I first transferred back in 2008. It had horrible background noise and was nearly unlistenable, even after being cleaned up. It was only about 45 minutes, and the fans that heard that episode thought adam and joey perhaps didn't get along the best or somehow weren't uh, vibing comedically but now we have the full show so you can decide for yourself this is joey's only known appearance of the adam corolla era it seems possible they were on the show previous before adam started joey does have one now somewhat haunting comment and he never came back on the show and then passed away in 2001 rest in peace joey as per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Love Line, 1 800 L O V E 191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One, there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get on.
1: The following program is a podcast podcast1.com production. <sighs> One,
0: two three, four, eight.
2: Welcome.
1: Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
3: Would you sleep with sick women?
1: I may be pregnant,
2: but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm going
1: to you you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam
4: Carolla. Hey, phone number sound like uh, Chuck Bronson when I do that. Hey! <laughs> Phone number one 800 L V E 191 Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Corolla. That is the good doctor. Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician. Dictionary, medicine, medicine, can help you. Joey Ramon is uh, allegedly our guest tonight. Although um, he's not here yet, but uh, the night is young. <laughs> uh, we Will Falls the name of the uh, Iggy Pop tribute. CD or is it a tribute if the guy's still alive or is it just a you no know, I guess it could be you mm-hmm. don't have to die to have a tribute I don't believe so anyway uh, it's uh, it's um, something that Joey's on and he's out here promoting it and um, it's a it's a uh, tribute Iggy Pop thing uh, for LifeBeat it's a non-profit uh, AIDS uh, research uh, awareness organization so uh, anyway I was raising my mind for that all right so I'm totally prepared so, Joey may be in here, or should be in here, probably will be in here at some point. Am I right, Drew? You're right. All right. What do we want to talk about? Are you tired of doing radio tonight? Yeah. Mm. Melissa Joan Hart from. Melissa uh, Clar- talks about stuff. Clarissa explains it all, all and right. uh, the Teenage Witch thing. Sabrina. Sabrina, yeah. Yeah. It's a hot show. You like that? No. You've never seen it? Yeah, I have. Huh? You know, it's really sad, but Friday night's one of my big viewing nights. Uh <laughs> huh i love just to sit home and watch TV on Friday nights. Yeah. Let all the other Fs uh, go out there and, like, get killed and get drunk and, uh, you know, uh, drop 80 bucks on booze. I'll just sit home and watch 2020 and um, uh, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I like like sort of sitcoms about nothing. You know, uh, fresh-faced, blonde-haired people living in clean houses having manageable problems. You know what I'm saying?
3: And if the problems become unmanageable, they can magically find their way out. Right, because they're
4: witches. Right. Yeah. There's something in it for everybody. Something in it for uh, the younger audience, or something in it for the pedophiles. There's really something in it for everybody. For uh, the Sabrina. She's the not teenage that young witch. anymore, though, I mean. how much mileage are they getting out of all this whole witch thing? I mean, this uh, this uh, bewitched uh, legacy just keeps uh, going on. Thirty years. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery's been in the ground for ten years now, and there's still a it's bunch of blonde. Has it, it been that long? Uh, good five, uh. five and eight years. Elizabeth Montgomery? Uh, I don't think the peanut gallery is going to come up with anything. But Engineer Mike, uh, in between snacking, may, uh, may yeah. look it up on the net. Anyway, she was uh, bewitched. Um, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, the, uh, before we went on the air, we are talking about the uh, Pamela, Tommy Lee thing. Oh, yeah. Which Drew wants to see. But let me explain to all of you how Drew works with just about everything. Drew uh, has to be uh, the martyr in every situation. You're not really used to uh, stepping up to the plate and saying, I want this, I want that, uh, give me more of these, give me some of that. Or, I'd like just to relax, I'd like to do this, I'd like right. to indulge. That's you're not, true. You're not really into that. That is true. Like, for instance, you enjoy a cigar. Right. But if someone said to you, Drew, um, oh, you, uh, um, you, you like smoke a cigar every once in a while, you'd say, you'd sort of couch it in. Uh, but when the time's right, if it's offered to me, I will. Yes. You couldn't just say... Yeah, enjoy a cigar once in a while. Because it'd, that's, it'd be hard just, to say that's that. just random enjoyment. Yeah, and you don't like the cop. Right, right. So, uh, you're man, uh, doctor first, but man, uh, actually, man's and not even a close <laughs> third, actually. But the point is, is I, I won't embarrass you by saying uh, what the middle one, what number two is. But what, you, is, the, what is number two? <laughs> I, I don't want to embarrass you over there. The point is, is you, um, you know, you, you're man, and you have the uh, voyeuristic uh, gene, like all men do. Putrid gene. The putrid voyeuristic gene, right. and you would love to have a look at uh, Pamela Lee and Tommy Lee getting it on. Sure Engineer is. Mike has uh, had the tape. He's offered it up to uh, producer Ann, who uh, quickly snatched it up and um, um, scurried it back to her uh, husband, who she thought didn't watch it. Who and surreptitiously uh, watched the same way. Turns out it did. I will not watch it. Now, Drew, I'm boycotting the tape. Drew keeps saying to Ann, let's test Adam's resolve by putting the tape on in the next room and getting him, seeing if he can be lured into the next room. I know this. Because then I can watch. Yes, this is not a ploy to lure me into the room. It is a ploy for you to watch the tape without having to ask producer Ann for a copy or to take it home. Please, as God is my witness, you know I'm right. And you coming up with the correct answer before I spit it out in advance in a sarcastic way does not get you off the hook. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, so you'd like to watch the tape? That's uh, fine. No, no, no. I, I actually, please m- let's uh, let put the tape on so that Drew can watch in the next room, and I will show you the resolve I have on this. And by the way, heard a um, heard a uh, talk radio show or some kind of news program this morning where it turns out a judge um, did not uh, stop it from going on uh, the internet. Uh, that's unbelievable. Uh, basically. Um, Uh, Pamela and Tommy Lee said to uh, a judge, um, hey, will you halt this? Uh, This Internet provider wants to put it on the Internet and uh, profit from it. And the judge said, uh, no, I won't. Uh, Apparently they're not breaking any law within the right Hmm. to do that. So uh, here's the law as I know it. You may break into someone's home and steal someone's property and then exploit that property uh, for your own uh, gain. And, they, and, they and there's not a effing thing anyone can do about it?
3: Right. It's like even could, when they're
4: aware you have it?
3: They could get you for the breaking and entering part, the stealing part, but they can't get you for the exploitation, the, the distribution through the free media.
4: That, that is uh, sick. Yeah. And I not only put a curse. Oh, boy, it's a little tenuous when I put the curses out there because it means instant profit, wealth, and success for everyone. I put out. But Who have I put a curse on so far? No doubt and Jim Carrey. Yeah. Oh, Christ. All right, but I'm still going to put a curse, a symbolic curse on the judge, uh, the um, Internet provider. Uh, Speaking of uh, free speech, uh, which all these Internet a-holes are all about, I'd like to find the name of that Internet provider and uh, give them a nice roasting. It's it's pathetic, low uh, behavior, and uh, all of you uh, are damned. I put a curse on all of you. You're all weak, pathetic people. Who should uh, take a good look in the mirror once in a while? It's pathetic. I'm not talking about the guy who walks in the next room when it's playing. I'm talking about the person who um, grabs someone else's intimate tapes and spreads it out all over the internet so they can make a few bucks and thinks nothing of it. it, it it's it's pathetic. And I, uh, I'm not a religious man, but I hope there is a hell, so that uh, so that the meter maids, and the uh, planning commission over here in uh, Culver City has company. Is there a tape out there on you, Adam, or something? No. Seems a little bit of fire about this. People say, and I just think it's the most pathetic part of uh, human well, existence. Well, the whole exploitation
3: is a, pathetic no matter what. I mean, just praying on other the people's misfortune is a pathetic impulse.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like I said, that impulse of uh, that, that rationale of, ah, oh, they deserved it, anybody stupid That's enough to... That's absurd. Is, yes, yeah. They, that should get you a longer stint in hell for that sort of retarded rationale. So, those of you who are involved uh, with the exploitation of this tape, um, I damn you and uh, and your immediate family. Unless you don't like them. In which case, I'm not going to damn them because that's probably what you'd want me to do. Am I right, Drew? Yes. Joe. Hey. You're 14. And all you other radio a-holes out there, you're pathetic. spending, uh, in- uh, Devoting entire shows to this tape. Pathetic, weak, uh, disgusting behavior. Why don't you ch- come up with some material? Please. Hey, guys. Sitting around like vultures. Everyone's just sitting on a branch like a vulture, waiting for someone to trip up so we can all come da- swooping down on them. It's, it's pathetic behavior. All right, Joe.
5: Hey. Um, I have a question about um, condoms.
4: Oh, you make me sick. What's going on, Joe? Okay. What, what's the question?
5: <laughs> um, well... Uh, my girlfriend and I have been thinking about like like having sex, but the thing is, um, well, we definitely want to use protection but um but my I have a rather small penis and
3: mm-hmm. like, how old is your how old is your girlfriend?
5: Um, she's uh fourteen too.
3: Why are you so in a hurry to get have sex?
5: I don't know. But but I, I just wanna know, do they come in like sizes or anything?
4: They uh, have like a, like a junior department or something. If I tell you they don't have junior size,
3: will you not have sex? Do they not have junior size? I don't know, but hang on. Uh, <laughs> you understand the question? What? If if there's no condom available, will you not have
4: sex?
5: I guess not. Okay,
4: no, there's no size of a fit. Huh?
5: But is there any like they don't
4: have a granimals type thing where they have a little you know? Uh, I'm sure there there are different sizes out there. I just don't know what they are. You know I've I mean? never On heard of a
3: small one. I, exactly. There, I'm sure it must be. There must be.
4: Yeah, but it's it's really like um, I don't know, like a shower cap or something. You, it know, it you don't you don't really need a small you don't need a small one or a big one if you're within the realm of sort of uh, you know, puberty. Yeah. How small are you, Joe?
5: Um, I don't know. Like when when I'm erect, I'm only like, like three and a half inches or something.
4: Oh, ah, that's fine. You can just uh, go ahead and double up a regular size one. No, don't double up. No. Make some break. But, Joe, just... No, I mean, you know, t- you know cuff it up. Like if you I had see. a pair of uh, dungarees that I were see. too long, you'd, you'd, you'd cuff it up at the bottom. I you'd see. double it over. Like uh, some people wear their socks that way. I yeah,
3: see.
5: or just, like, cut off the finger of a latex glove.
4: No, don't do that either. Yeah. Joking. Head, uh, head down toward the pinky, though. But, Joe, just don't have sex. It, it, yeah, you're, you're 14. You're young for this. What do you have to look forward to? Thank God I didn't have sex at fourteen. Okay. What do you want to do, peek out at fourteen. <laughs> All right, but it's good that you're asking about the condom. All
5: right.
4: Now right, give it a little. Give it a little longer. Let your penis grow. It's not good for your girlfriend to have sex this age. It is not good for her. It isn't.
3: Not good. I've I've never met a girl who had sex at the age of
4: fourteen or fifteen who didn't regret it mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Okay. And they uh, they often lie then at that point. Melissa. Hi. You're 16. Yep. What's going on?
6: Um, I've been, like, fooling around with my best friend's brother. Um, and we only fool around when we get high, and it happened, like, a couple times, and now I think that if I get high with him, he thinks that he can do that more often. What does
3: fool around mean? Huh? What does fool around mean?
6: I mean, we, like, make out and. He like always tries to get me to have sex with him.
4: He, t- he tries for you to have sex with him. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't work. No. Well, no. <laughs> he maybe related me in this guy. What uh, what's mean? his last? Li- no. What do you mean? Well, no.
6: Oh, um, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, but he he thinks that if it depends on how high he gets me, that if I like get really high, he won't. I won't know what I'm doing. And hmm.
4: that's called rape. Sounds like a pretty healthy relationship. Yeah. No, you don't say, you Drew?
3: worry about a guy that wants to rape you, wants to intoxicate you to the point that you don't have your wits well, about it, you. Well,
4: everything is rape now, though, Drew. I mean, this is this is the way guys used to do it back in the day. I got to tell you, it is now rape, but back then it was uh, just um, cunning. Does that make a right? right? It's like strategy. Yeah. I mean, that's all we had. So women are being protected against that cunning. Uh, okay. Behavior. All right. I think it's um, I, it's fairly despicable. How old is this guy?
6: He is seventeen.
4: Uh huh. And you're not attracted? To, uh, are you into him at all? Yeah. You are. Yeah. So you'd like to have more than just the uh, get stoned and uh, dry hump relationship that you currently have?
6: Yeah.
4: Uh huh. Yeah, but you don't think he wants any more?
6: I than haven't. That. I mean, I can't. I didn't say anything because he's also my best friend's brother, and she doesn't like. She wouldn't oh, like the fact boy. because she seen me kiss him before, and she like flipped out on me. How old is he? He. How old is she? He. Oh, he's
4: seventeen. All right, listen, Melissa, here's what you do. Uh, no bong loads, uh, no sex. If he wants to go out with you, he can call and you can go out. Then you'll know. And if don't, he doesn't and, call. And don't get high with him when you're out on a date. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> really, if that's what he thinks he's up to, uh, this is not somebody that you want to be in a relationship Melissa, with. He's a predator. Yeah.
4: You, you got that little girl voice. Anything yes. behind that? Uh, <laughs>
6: hmm?
4: Huh? Anything behind the little girl voice? Oh, no. <laughs> no? No uh, incest, rape, any uh, weird stuff? No. Physical abuse?
6: Nope.
4: Dad's all right? Yep.
6: Dad's
4: cool. Right. You uh, visit him every weekend uh, in Juliet?
6: Oh, he lives with me. He
4: lives with you. Yeah. All right. Where's your mom? Oh,
6: she's
4: lives with me, too. Well, that's uh, very novel. Lives with me. That's a strange way to refer to <laughs> one's family, isn't it? Melissa? Yeah. You You're living with them, though, right? Okay, it's their house? Yeah. Okay, have a little respect. Yeah. Okay. All right, stop getting stoned and letting this guy feel you up. It's, uh, it's a bad sign. If she still speaks like that when she's 24, sums up. Yeah. You know, here's what women do. Women, they, uh, they're... they um, See, I catch them later when they're uh, pissed off and bitter about all the stuff that the guy's got away with uh, for the prior 10 years. I don't like that. No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh I, I run into everybody, every woman I run into is now, uh, 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 the buck stops here. Enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, no, gone are the days of uh, boozing and sexual antics. I'll not be taken advantage of anymore. Oh, hi, Adam. Nice to meet you. Oh, I got so
3: screwed on that deal, Drew. Hey, check this out. Elizabeth Montgomery died in May of 95, two and a half
4: years ago. Oh, really?
7: I'm on this radio show. I want to talk to this guy, but it may take a while for, I got to go to the bathroom.
4: Mm-hmm. Number one or number two?
7: Oh, hey! Hey! Number one, I got it. <laughs> I was talking to my control room operator. He was going to watch the phone while I went and relieve myself.
4: Uh, but hey, hey.
7: Nice, nice to hear you guys. All
4: one right, Ted. Listener. Where, are you, where are you working there, Ted?
7: Uh, U.S. Steel Gary Works. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but.
4: U.S. Steel Gary Works?
7: Yeah, right on the Lake Michigan.
4: Is there a, a word missing from that title, like an and or a the or some sort of connecting word? Uh,
7: just Gary, Gary Works. Okay. Steel Gary works.
4: You do steel? That's right. Okay. What, what do you do? Lots of it. Oh, I'm a shift manager out here. You guys manufacture steel? Yeah. All right.
7: Lots of it.
4: I'll tell you. Hey, do they film a lot of boot commercials over at your place? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Every time I see a goddamn boot uh, commercial, it's the Sears uh, manhandler boot. It's always some guy uh, pouring steel, uh, oh, molten yeah. steel. A lot We're of sparks around. Apparently, uh, the only people who wear boots are people that work around uh, molten metal.
7: Yeah, well, that's for sure. Got to have them there.
4: All right, are you in the union and everything, Ted? No, I'm management, so oh, I'm not okay. union. All right, but you're making a nice living.
7: That's yeah, not bad. No complaints,
4: really. All right. What's we your... can
7: always be making a little bit more money, you know?
4: Well, those damn Japanese, important that's, all that. Yeah, that's
7: that's right. Got to watch them, right?
4: Oh, yeah. You got to watch everybody, <laughs> no, Ted. Everybody your but your own, you hear me? That's for sure. I don't even trust Drew. That's right. He's one of them. Ted, what do you want?
7: So anyways, I'm in this predicament. Me and my girlfriend had a uh, a baby girl about four years ago. So one day things weren't going well, so she, she split. It. She took off to her brother's house, took my daughter, and her brother is gay. And I always suspected there was activity going on in the house, and I asked my daughter today about her uncle's boyfriend. And uh, it turns out that my daughter had told me that she knows that the boyfriend, his boyfriend is sleeping with him, and they kiss in front of her, and it's just, it's driving me crazy. How old is your daughter? She's four years old.
3: Mm-hmm. Why does this bother you? It bothers oh, me. come on, Drew. I'm worried
7: about her emotional and her or her mental, you know.
3: That, that seeing two men would disturb her in some way.
7: Well, I don't know if it does now, because she doesn't know. But will it down the road?
3: Mm-hmm. In what way do you think it would disturb her, though?
7: Well, I'm not sure about it. I just don't feel that it's a healthy environment for for any child. Damn straight
4: it's not, Ted.
7: And, you know, anymore these days, since they've came out of the class, they've got everybody, you know, thinking that this is normal activity. And and I want my daughter to grow up to be just a normal heterosexual and have a wonderful (laughs) life. I like
4: this Ted. He's a steel-working guy. He, uh, he, You know, he's the kind of guy who wears a collar but likes to roll up his sleeves. That's right. Get down there on the floor once in a while, kick a little fanny. From how the old guys used to do it. And let me tell you, he didn't get the managerial job uh, because of some affirmative action program gone bad or because uh, Papa ran the company. He started on the floor like the grunts, and he worked his way up. Am I right, Ted?
7: That's absolutely right. I am?
4: That's absolutely right. What do you know about that? I can hear that in your voice. And he's worried about his kid's sexual proclivity years before puberty. I like that. Absolutely. I like that. That's what I'm going to do with my kid. I'm going to map out their sexuality. (laughs) I'm going to have a plan. Like, you know how uh, Drew has a college fund for his kids? Yeah. Uh, My son is going to have a heterosexual fund. Forget about this college. I am going to uh I'm going to I'm going to mass uh, thousands and I'm going to then bribe him to be heterosexual uh, on his uh, 16th birthday. Right. It'll be my form of a bar mitzvah. So uh, you, you
8: guys think this could
7: scar her emotionally? No. No, no she'll probably slide, you think?
4: She'll yeah. I I I understand it's a little bit uh weird for you, but I don't think it's going to affect her uh, to any um, you listen to this uh, show, right?
3: Right. You hear all the problems we hear about. Oh, absolutely. It. Is that ever a problem? I guess mine's pretty small. No, 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 no. But listen, callers, but right. you don't hear kids um, growing up saying, "Oh, I was I was traumatized because uh, my step, you know, whatever." I, I saw two two same sex people kissing in a, in a loving way. I mean, right. or, or intimately really involved. It, it's it's okay. It's not going to hurt anything.
4: All right. Now one more quickie. Uh, Joey Ramon is in, I believe. Yeah, I think I saw him uh, walking by. Lauren. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. That's my sister's name. Oh, cool. Except for uh, she tried to spell it L-A-U-R-Y-N, uh. Uh, somewhere about 25. Uh. Uh, I had nothing to do with that, by the way. Uh. <laughs> I'm not going to participate in this little independence charade. What is that? What is that mean? Oh, to it's spell people that have nothing difference. better to do with their life. Please. Think about all
3: the ways we've spelled, like, Karen.
4: Yeah, I know. Screw all you. Uh, let's just come up with it's not one. Was their phones, parents. No, nah, the kids. In my sister's case, nah, she stuck the Y we're, in. We're, we're talking Listen, it was my parents' fault for giving her a bad environment and forcing her to put the Y in later on in life. Yes, you could trace it back to them for that, but they didn't spell it that way. But, but I think most
3: of the kids we we get these funny spellings from, from are from the parents. Yeah. Oh. I really believe that. Stoners.
4: All right, Lauren.
9: Okay. Um, I've been listening to your show for a long time. First time caller. But I just have a question about my boyfriend. He, like, doesn't jack off, and all of his friends do, and everyone I know does, and he just thinks it's gross. And I was just wondering if that's, like, abnormal.
4: Well, you got a problem on your hands, Lauren. Yeah. Drew, should she get out right away, or should she call him and break up first? How old is he?
3: Sixteen.
4: Yeah. How old were you when you started, Adam? Uh, hold on a second. Hey, Lauren? Yeah? Who cares? Please, you. But, look. Oh, screw her, please. What the hell were you? I mean, you were oh, s- I'll, 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 uh, all his friends jack off, and my friends uh, jack off, and he doesn't jack off. So, who cares? Please, well, what the hell kind of shows is this turning into, Drew? It's usually you, stuff you, you
3: love talking about. I, you
4: remember being 16, don't you? Yeah. You weren't an idiot, were you? No, I don't think I, so. I mean, Lauren's asking a question, a nine-year-old would ask, she's 16 years old. Who cares do you know what i'm saying she just I, don't, wanting... I don't want to dignify everything with an right. answer right. but... he, he doesn't jack off because he doesn't jack off who cares maybe either he does and uh he's not telling you about it or he doesn't and it's his own business that's it he'll get around to it if you were 18 would you would you be concerned about that's that? a problem yeah okay yeah that's right. uh that's time for intervention right. that's the point all right, but you you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't start till I was 16, by the way. So Ass. That's what I was trying to point out. Oh, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Is it cool? Yeah. Right. All right. Am I right for hanging up on Lauren? <laughs> I, uh, you feel I am. I do feel. We guilty, answered her but, question uh, too. All right, but screw that. We answered that. her question. You know, you, I mean, you know, what the hell kind of shows yeah, this? All right, that's fine. All right. Joey Ramone will be in here in uh, just a matter of moments, and uh, we'll be back to talk to him after this. <laughs> Be right
1: back.
10: Austin.
4: Uber. Mmm. You like making money? Why not? Wanna drive away with cash? Uber. Drive with Uber. They got the popular smartphone app. Connects the riders with the drivers. And you make your own hours. You're your own boss. Your cubicle has four wheels on it. It is Uber. Uh, Matt, you're doing this, right?
1: Yeah, I am loving it. I'm literally just driving around town, listening to my iPod, and making money while I do it. It's incredible.
4: And then how do you get paid, and how does the whole thing work?
1: Basically, when you sign up, you give them account information, and just like you would at a normal job with direct deposit, they essentially just, once a week, you get money funneled into your account i have it going straight to my savings account so it's just adding up
4: good because i was looking at kind of scaling it back around here <laughs> sure, yeah
1: that will know exactly well, no how you can you. you
4: can bridge that gap oh, wow with Amazing. uber uber baby and you just turn your phone on and when you want to turn the app on you send up the bat signal
1: yeah you literally push a button that says go online and when you're done you tap it again and you're offline it's that
4: simple love that Parents make some money around your family schedule students you make money between classes everybody makes some money with uber sign up to be a driver visit drivewithuber.com that's drive with Uber. dot drivewithuber.com
8: hey This is Iggy Pop, and you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla.
4: It is Iggy Pop. I once uh, had the honor of being knocked over on stage by Iggy as he took the stage in uh, Minneapolis, I believe it was. Joey Ramone is here. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Joey is here because Joey has... Uh, contributed to a Iggy Pop tribute album, and uh, he's actually has a first cut on the album. And uh, it all this the first cuts the deepest, right? No, oh, uh, Rod Stewart. See that? Yeah. See, first. I know my mus- I'm a musicologist. Very sharp. Okay. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, the charity's Lifebeat, and all the proceeds from the tribute album go to uh, Lifebeat. Go go to Iggy. Do you, do you know anything about LifeBeat? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's, um, the, um, the, I guess the music industry, um, AIDS,
4: the whole bit. You didn't get briefed, did you?
2: Um, uh, yeah, well,
4: I know what it is. Right. I mean, it's a great organization. You know? Well, listen, uh, it's for, uh, what, mean, what is it for, Drew? Read that thing, would you? And give it a plug. And 1st well, it's
3: my AIDS education, and uh, as I understand it, AIDS, uh... Certain certain ways of delivering AIDS services. Let's say, AIDS organizations established innovative ways to disseminate information and provide financial assistance to members of the music community
4: living with HIV and AIDS. All right. And that's where the money from. And you're we part will of fall. the music. Um, we are? Yes. yes. I never thought of us that way. Uh, Certainly you, not, you Drew. Me, media colleges. Uh, Joey, first. Media uh, colleges. I like that. Settle a, settle a bet for us, please. Uh, yes, sir. How old are you? How old do you think I am? I went under 43. Drew went over Forty-three, it's, because it's, Drew said he saw you at his college. Although actually, he probably didn't see you. He just knew you played his college in nineteen seventy-eight. Seventy-eight.
2: Uh, which college was
4: that? Amherst. Well, Middle he's, Middle he's, he's
2: probably right. He's probably. I think it's a, I think it's a tie. I think you guys are tied. Oh really? Well, we split
4: yeah. the year. We split it. Uh, <laughs> June. We thought we might tie, so I said uh, anything uh, before June. Uh, I got, and anything after June, Drew has? Uh, May. It's May. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are you effing me? May 19th. May 19th? Uh, um, Me me and Pete Townsend, we've got the same uh, birthday. May 19th, 1955? uh, No, I'm, well... Wait a minute. Wait, 54. Hold on. There may be some fibbing going. 50... uh, Uh -uh. Yeah, that's it. 55. Uh, Right. Right on. Uh, wait a minute, Joey's lying now. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see some. Can we see some ID? You know, I didn't. I didn't bring my ID. All right, I'm, but I'm lucky I got on the plane. But listen, you're you're seriously. You don't look. Uh, you don't look a day over 30. Thank you, man. I mean, not that you're in incredible shape or anything, but you just I, don't look I, old.
2: I, I gotta get in better shape.
4: Ah, screw it. All you right. got women. You got money. Forget That's about true. it.
2: I don't have to worry about
4: that. Right. Just drink your coffee and relax. I've got my vice, my coffee. I'm still going to take the dollar, though. Take the dollar. Is your birthday seriously May 19th? May 19th. Okay, good enough. So if you'd been uh, just another 11 or 12 days, Drew may have cashed in. But no, uh, uh, thank you, uh, Jesus. Good, the sight of good has prevailed for a change. We negotiated uh, that position, too. Yeah, we went round and round for about a half hour before the show uh, trying oh. to figure out uh, when what the cutoff line for your age and the gambling would be. All right, so you played Amherst in 70, uh, 78. When when did uh, the Ramones get started? How old were you guys?
2: Uh, well, I was in uh, my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started in 1974. Uh, uh-oh. I think it was March of 74.
4: Wait a minute. You're screwing up with the math now, I believe. Uh, because if you were in your early 20s in 74, that meant in 78, you I'm, were in your I'm, mid-20s. I'm, uh, uh, I'm
2: 45.
4: Oh, I should have screwed around <laughs> with it. Are you serious?
2: I think, I'm right. not sure. All all right. right. I'm all a little right. delirious. Um, hey, you, no, days. no, wait a minute.
3: You just gave me the dollar back I gave you.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> give me the dollar. I, I can use that all, all right. right. Actually, I'll, I'll have another cup of coffee. Yeah, well, we'll get
4: you another. You know, I feel like I'm just
2: um getting my second win now.
4: Yeah, we like that. Because uh, I, I know you came out from New York, and, you you know, there's jet lag, and you haven't slept. In a, haven't and slept all I haven't slept in two days, and I'm jet lagged. Yeah, well, we're going to make it worth your while, because All Bruce right. going to give you a dollar. Can I
2: have another cup of coffee? Yeah, Ann
4: will get, uh, right. get you some coffee, or Sherry will get you some coffee, or Lisa will get you some coffee. And uh, we'll plug the in-store at the uh, Tower on Sunset uh, on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Hey, that's tomorrow. That's For tomorrow. For autographs with uh, you, um, Degeneration. Ramon, and uh, D-Generation. And, and uh, uh, Rodney Bingenheim
2: is going to be there.
4: Oh, he's a legend. He's a legend in his own. I'll tell you, it's going to be triple God's head, what's going on God's over there. Godhead. God's head. God's <laughs> head. Brandy. Hi. Hey, you're 21.
11: Yes, I had... Um,
4: I love that coffee.
2: It's great. I just want to... My compliments to the uh, coffee maker. I had a maker. question
11: for you. What's up, Brandy? Um,
2: Brandy, you're a fine girl.
11: <laughs> Thanks. I was named after that song, by the way. Oh. But um, Is I'm a, I'm a lesbian, and... Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh.
4: And... Um, you're in trouble. Thank God uh, your mom wasn't uh, listening to Delta Don <laughs> at the time. But... um. A little hell and ready humor there. No, I, I love always, Ellen.
11: I always seem to uh like fall for like my best friends, okay. And I've had this friend now for like a year.
2: Well who better than your best friend? Excuse me? Who better? <laughs> who do you know better than your best friend?
11: Um, my mother.
2: All right. That's that's a little weird. <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> that's off limits.
11: <laughs> but um I was I tried to tell her you know that I had these feelings for and every time we drink together stuff happens between us like we we make out or whatever but one night um it I wasn't really drunk we had like a couple beers and I asked her to kiss me and she said okay and then we like kissed for like I don't know like 20 minutes and then she She had to leave, she had to go home because she has a boyfriend. She lives with her boyfriend, she had to get some air yeah and and so That's I had one kiss
2: twenty minutes
11: yeah, <laughs> and then I asked her again if if we if I could have one more, and then she did it again, and then when I asked her the third time, then she said that she didn't want to uh risk our friendship, and things
4: shouldn't um, be that way all right so she's she's uh, not interested in that kind of relationship well. Yeah, but why, why would she, you know, kiss me? Because well, she screwed up. Right. She, she just, she kind of fell into it, yeah. you know? Yeah, people do a lot of stuff on impulse. Don't you listen to this show? I mean, she has a few beers. Uh, she's kind it, of experimenting it a little bit. felt good, you know? Felt good at the time, but w- w- when uh, clearer minds uh, prevailed, um, she decided to stay with her boyfriend and keep, uh, keep up in her heterosexual relationship.
11: Yeah, but she she says she loves me. She tells me that all the time.
4: But well, how does she love you?
11: Huh? How? Um, I guess, like, I would think more than friendship because, I mean, she's always, like, bumping into me. Uh, and
4: like, some, touching uh, me. You want to gamble? Yeah, sure. we're gambling. Brandy?
11: Yeah.
4: We've heard enough to know we need to gamble on you.
11: Okay. I mean, you, right.
4: f- you feel those horrible boundaries here? Yeah. You get that feeling Everything's just just, oh, it's all over the place. I'm right, putting so... Brandy on hold. Uh, Joey, do you have a dollar? <laughs> I think you do, don't you? Didn't Drew give you a dollar? No. I, no. You Drew, t- you're so it- damn t- cheap. It- it- you
2: took my dollar back.
4: Yeah, I had I d- one I almost, dollar. I gave I it to you, had, you. You gave it back I, to I me. I
2: almost had a dollar. You're
4: going to put two down, three down right now. Oh. oh, for Christ's sake, I only got five bucks. Joey, do you have a dollar? You know, I left my money in the hotel. That is such a load of crap, man. Come on. You drank $40 worth of coffee already. I'm though. I really... Oh, if I lose this five bucks, wait, I'm going to be pissed. Wait, I got a quarter. Mm. All right, listen. Here's what I'm doing. I'm putting five dollars down. One dollar is for Joey. One is for me. And one is the is the one I hope you choke on for when you're guessing yeah. Joey's age. Okay. Are you sure you're 45?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm I'm kind of jet-like. lagged. right, but
4: now you got screwed up in your yeah, storytelling because the band was around since 74. You didn't get started your I'm, 40, 20s. I'm 45. All right. All right. All right, Drew, you want to put a dollar in? Or is the dollar I owe you the one that's in? Correct. All right, but I want change if you win this five. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? We're betting on Brandy. <laughs> I get so mired in the money aspect of the gambling that I uh, forget what oh, we're wait. talking about. All right, so here's the situation. Brandy's 21. Brandy's uh, lesbian. Brandy has a crush on her best friend. Brandy says she always gets crushes on her best friend. Her best friend is sort of um, pliable. I mean, you know, when she's alone, she's had a few beers. Uh, she's willing to uh, slip her the tongue, also but poor n- Not very su- gets interesting. Gets sucked
3: into things she doesn't want to do.
4: Who Brandy does. No, the girlfriend. The girlfriend,
3: and then and then says, "I love you," and and uh, doesn't really know what she's saying when she says that. Uh, Brandy assumes that means, uh, you know, sort of a you know erotic love.
4: All right. So, but meanwhile, Joey, what we're trying to do is figure out what's up with brandy's past what kind of environment does she come from she's screwed up all right that's uh, that's a good start <laughs> we will define screwed up uh, when we come back uh, to finish the gambling with brandy
1: love line will be right back why because we like you
3: All right, everybody. True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense. There's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car App it's special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partner with over ten thousand True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle free, it's easy, it's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at TrueCar on your True Car app. It is that simple true car and true car certified dealers and using true car certified dealers you will save an average of three thousand two hundred twenty one dollars off msrp no headaches no hassle it's fun and if you don't even want to buy a car you just want to learn about it check out the app two million cars sold through true car certified dealer network and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact it is easy it's evolved it's technology it's made simple it's about time
4: Loveline Kitties, phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. Tonight, we have the legendary Joey Ramone. That's me, I'm here. From the Ramones, which, um, uh, for my money, a great band. Uh, to me, the Ramones sort of, uh, they took kind of a uh, punk pace and uh, attitude, but uh, always had good harmonies. and uh, Punk a- paste. Punk paste. Punk paste? Is that like that coca paste? No, not like uh, P-A-S-T. Was there an E at the end of that? Uh, but uh, P-A-C. You know what I mean? Yes. P-A-C. The B. P-A-C. Yeah. I didn't pace. finish it off. The pace. Right. Right. They took that uh, speed of the punk and the uh, energy of the punk. The speed of the punk. But they, they kept uh, uh, some good harmonies. And uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't just all out, you know, sort of bang your head uh, we, were, we were very eclectic. Yeah, but it was almost sort of like. Um, but we were very primal. Yeah, I mean, it had a had it had we, we had a lot of uh, a lot of diversion. Had a good uh, had a real strong energy, but it was it sort of reminded very, very complex. No, no, I wouldn't say complex. I'd well, say, you, well, you don't know the guys. Well, no, the guys <laughs> may be complex. I'm just talking about the the music. The music to me was just good and simple. That's how I would. Uh, it was, and, it, you know, it's the simple things that are the most complex. Sheena is a punk rocker. Definitely one of my uh, one of my oh, favorites. I, you know, I wrote that song. That's why I'm kissing your oh, butt now. Oh, oh thanks, man. Uh, so anyway, that would be Joey Ramone. And when we left off, we were gambling. Well, you Brandy. know, the Ramones were a fun, exciting band. Yeah, I, I, I would typify them as that. Yes. Are you guys Are you guys broken up now, or do you just not play yeah. anymore? We're um, we're broken up. Is there Was there falling out? We we all fell out, and we just started to break up. <laughs> I mean, do you talk? Do you Actually, like the guys? Um,
2: do you talk to them? No, I don't talk to them. You know, um, we have um, we did our last show here uh, at the Lollapalooza, right? And we did the Palace, and uh, and we we um over the over this past year, we put together a, a documentary. That's um, it's the lo- the last show, uh, the lo- live last show. With with friends and guests, uh, Soundgarden, Rancid, Eddie Vedder, Randy
4: you know. Travis, I think.
2: Yeah, and um, and it's a documentary. But early, the first show we did at CBGB's, and uh, it's really cool. So it's coming out November 25th. It's uh, going to be a box set.
4: Oh, okay. So we can uh, look for that. Until then, uh, the Lifebeat charity is uh, reaping the benefits of the We Will Fall. CD, which is the Iggy Pop tribute CD, which uh, Joey is uh, the first cut on. And uh, just to finish the plug here, uh, show at the uh, Viper Room on Thursday night. Doors open at 9. Uh, tickets available at the Viper uh, Room. That's going to be uh, mayhem. I'm sure it will be. And then uh, Wednesday, 6 p.m., uh, autographs uh, with Joey and Degeneration. That's, that's tomorrow. Extra fancy. Yeah, that's tomorrow at the uh, Tower on Sunset Strip. How are those Degeneration guys doing? They're great, man. They're a great band. Do you want to talk about what else is on this CD? Uh, and, uh, uh, on.
2: Also, the 22 Jacks are backing me up, and uh, they're a great band from L.A.
4: Right. Uh, Extra Fancy's playing, and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are on the CD, Joan Jett, and the Black Blackhearts. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Blondie's on it. Right. That's Adolf Dog. <laughs> great name for a band.
2: And, uh, well, Adolf Dog was named Blondie. Is that right? Oh, yeah.
4: Oh yeah, that is right. That's that's clever. That's How did you know that? I well, I've uh, listen, I've seen like the uh um those, those documentaries on a strange on the, uh,
3: preoccupation with
4: Hitler. Yeah, kind we dated in the uh, in the yeah, early 30s. You want to write early your first, call your first book, My Plan. <laughs> I want to call our book Our Plan. All right. All right. A monster magnet's on there. Uh, I just happen to know that he. Uh, I saw some documentary on him and the uh, crow's nest or whatever that retreat he had up in the Alps, and uh, him, footage of him and his dog and uh, Eva Braun running around. All right, anyway, uh, back to the gambling. Daniel Ray's on there. All right, no more, no more talking about them. The some it's of a, the misfits. It's a good there. cause. I hope. It's people a good buy cause, it. and it's great record brandy is 21 brandy's a lesbian brandy loves her uh, girlfriend her girlfriend doesn't really love her or uh, her best friend and we think something's up with brandy so. joey has established that she's screwed up all right
2: would well I, I wouldn't say she's screwed up she's you know she's confused or something
4: all right but let's talk about her childhood joey let's, let's go back let's turn the turn the pages of the calendar back joey let's turn what kind of environment did she grow up in where's her dad where's her mom what's going on I I how do they treat her? i'd
2: say it's a broken home okay. situation
4: okay and that's uh, it she didn't get that puppy back when <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> all right so they got divorced early mom and dad did yeah how I, old about how old? how old nine all right eight. all right okay parents eight. divorced and no puppy Drew? Puppy. No, you go
2: first. The Dalmatian never showed. I will... Dad said he'd bring the Dalmatian.
4: And he never showed. He never showed. He oh, never, right. he
2: never came home.
4: I am going with... Um, I always think I can jar myself into a good answer if I start it that way. Um... Hey, Drew, you go, because no, I, no. I don't... Oh, would you go, you bastard, please? Uh, I'm going to go
3: with some kind of really abusive history. Uh, both parents addicts, She ends up in a foster home. No she love. Was, she was maybe sexually abused beginning at the young Sexual age. Sexual abuse. Yeah. All she right. Really a bad,
4: bad pattern. Uh I'll go with uh, Dad's an alcoholic. Okay. Dad's okay. so an alcoholic. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. No, 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 oh, Sorry. Mom, Mom, what about Mom? No. No boozing. And look he didn't name her brandy for nothing brandy yes <laughs> you're twenty one what what's the what's the history like
11: well um i i met my dad when i was uh, seventeen, and I never seen him after that um my mom is a recovering drug addict she's been clean for
4: ten months let let's go back though to before seventeen um You never knew your dad?
11: No, I never knew my father. Mom
3: was an addict. Did other addicts hang around the house? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. would some of them abuse you in some way?
11: Well, my stepdad, he um when I was younger he used to um beat me up and he put me in the hospital twice. Oh boy. And the second time they took me away from him. But um yeah, there's a lot of sexual abuse in my
4: mm, own. Drew's making change faster. Um what was your answer, Drew? Attic parents, severe sexual abuse, severe I, abuse and sexual abuse. Uh, give me another dollar. I do Well, then give me the five back. No, I will get. No, you your, I will get you another dollar. I will hold the five till I'll you get your change. I'll hold your one until I get some change. God is my witness. I better see that dollar. <laughs> don't worry about it. Keep it out of here. This, right. this will play in the balance. What, what about my money? No. The dad, you the, lost. The, no, I didn't lose. Hey, uh, your oh, parents he got, divorced. They, they they didn't even get divorced. You didn't even know No, him. I said broken home, not divorced. No, you said did you? Uh, did I said you, broken home. Did you have a dad? Uh, I mean, did you have a dog, Brandy? <laughs> um,
11: one, yeah. You did
4: have a dog. Yeah. All right, screw you, Joey. What you're kind out, of what kind of a dog? dog? Doesn't uh, matter. I'm sure it does. <laughs> what kind of dog?
3: A poodle. All right. All right, but Brandy, being raised in that... Yeah, well, well, you said she didn't get a dog. That's
2: understandable, the poodle.
3: <laughs> but, but Brandy, being raised in that kind of environment <laughs> is, what, is what creates these kinds of chaotic, boundaryless relationships where you really don't know where you where you end and where she begins. You really, you really are in a mess here. You don't really have any sense of what her needs are, what her desires are in the relationship. She's gotten sucked in. She has bad boundaries, too, and she's sucked into this thing and it now involved... More than she wants to be, and is trying to get out. You, she loves you. She thinks, and she loves you like a friend, and she doesn't really know what that means because she's confused too. And she, she probably had a similar background to yours, right?
11: Um, no, she was adopted, but she don't really know her parents. All right. She don't know her parents. See?
3: All right. How old was she when she was adopted?
11: Um, she she was when she was a baby.
3: Okay. And was she raised? But her
11: her 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 adopted mother's like this wicked like, stepmother. All right. <laughs> All right.
4: So she had a tough upbringing, too. All right, so, Brandy, here's the nutshell of what's going on in your life. You had a horrible upbringing, and now your antenna's a little bit bent, and you don't understand certain things, like when someone's really not interested and so on and so forth.
11: Yeah, and it, it kind of hurts. I I
4: understand. But but here's what you need to do. You, you need to not sort of act out for a little bit. You need to sort of clear up a little of the past, uh, take care of a few emotional Difficulties, and then you can go on and straighten your antenna out a little bit, and then you can go on and have good relationships. Until mm. then, it's going to be frustrating. Mm. What? Well, what do you want her to do? Uh, uh, electro- uh, shock therapy? Uh, she's had a pretty rough go. Uh, you need some serious <laughs> therapy. <laughs> you, is that already. what you're saying? <laughs> you, you, you had shock therapy?
11: Um, yeah, I did.
4: Uh, I'd like a dollar for that. Drew.
11: Well, no, see, because I was, I, I was treated for um, manic depression yeah. when I was like 14. Yeah. Okay,
4: okay.
3: They and look, this, are you still in treatment or around medication?
11: Um, I'm supposed to be, but like, I do get, get
3: on the meds. It'll make, help you cl- sort of clear up your thinking a little bit. Right. The best advice I think we can give you is to um, lay low, don't be impulsive, and to try to deal with reality on reality's terms. If she tells you she's not into it, She's not into it. And even though she can't be totally honest with you, it has to couch it in terms of I love you and this. She's not into it. You got your
4: money. Jen. Yes. You're 21. What's going on?
10: Well, um, a friend of mine and I started seeing one another several months ago. Relationship lasted about three months. And we are both mutual friends with our pastor's wife
4: problem was you're both mutual friends with her pastor's with
10: with yeah with our pastor's
4: oh, wife. with our pastor's wife right
10: okay. come to find out okay they had been sleeping together
4: all right so you're sleeping with a young man mm-hmm. and he's getting it on with the pastor's wife
10: right
4: uh, okay why are you still with this guy
10: i'm not i haven't done
4: okay so wh- what do you want to know
10: so what I want to know is, he keeps kind of like filling me in on. His why situation. do you have a, why
4: do you have a relationship with him?
10: I I've been trying not to.
4: Well, I understand that. He
10: ke- well, he keeps coming back to me.
4: And holding you down and, and giving yes. you information into your ear. Mm-hmm. hmm exactly. Ph- Physically restraining you.
10: No, not physically.
4: Okay. That, so get but away But using uh, his uh, powers of telepathy mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. uh, witch, render witch, you. Witchcraft. Oh, witchcraft is he using witchcraft, Jen. No. All right, Jen. Do you want to be around the guy or not? No. All right, then why are you around him?
10: It's kind of hard to totally avoid him.
4: Because are you kidding? I don't even see my neighbors. We go to school together. That's the problem. I'd kill myself if I had to go to school with my neighbors. No, they'd, they'd kill themselves first. All right, first. Uh, how, how big is the school? How many students?
10: About 5,500.
4: Okay, oh, that's enough. For Christ's on. sake, I work at a place with uh, 15 people. I don't see half of them. <laughs> come on. Come on, Jen. Just get rid of the guy. Who he's, cares? He's, he's the supporter. You know, what do you care? He's and, getting on with the and, and uh, clergyman. He's flaunting uh, this material at
3: you. Why? Uh, he knows it disturbs you. Who knows if it's even reality? He's a despicable, despicable okay. guy to get away from. That's it.
10: The other problem is when I come into contact with her, I am not quite sure. It's none of your how business. How to react or not. Well, how
3: to. Uh, it's none of your business, Jen. Uh, okay. Don't, don't react at all. All it's, right. Uh, you yeah. Just yeah. get out from her. Uh, how
4: about making up a big, uh, since she is a religious woman, how about making up like a big scarlet letter uh, out of uh, like foam core and uh, a and, uh, shoestring them. just uh, hand it to her and tell her to put it around her neck?
10: Sounds like a good
4: idea. All right, Jen. Stay away from that church. All right. Stay away from all churches. All right. Listen, you know how they have uh, homeschooling? Home ch- home churching now? Home churching. Everybody's parents will be... Uh, uh, stay home and pray. Yeah. Uh, you pass a little basket around your living room, and uh, you can actually uh, have the TV on. Hallelujah! Which parent, well, w- which parent will be anointed? Uh, the chosen one? Yeah. <laughs> who, who will be the clergy in the house? Drew, I haven't thought everything out. Okay. I know the baptisms take place in the tub. Do you want to be the moil? Uh, I'd like to be the moil for the Jewish uh, religions, uh, perform the circumcisions. I can tell you that the uh, wafer, the uh, body of Christ, would either be a uh, cheese nip or a uh, wheat thin. I think it would be a wheat thin. you go with the wheat then? Yes. Yeah, it looks more no, like a wafer. That's yeah. in
3: Joey's house, though. You're, you're going to be the clergy. You'll select it.
4: Yeah. I, uh, I think the little, what uh, a little around the Ritz. How about the Nilla wafers? Oh, Nilla wafers. Now there's the body of Christ. Listen, I haven't tasted Christ in a long time. But um, i got to believe the Nilla wafer would be the closest uh, Christ-esque tasting um, that can form of snack out there. Wouldn't you say, Joey? You know, I think that's, that would make a very good product. <laughs> Body of Christ Nilla wafers?
2: It's going
4: to be a hot seller, you know. Uh, <laughs> it really would. It would, you know. Well, you put Michael Jordan on the uh, box of Wheaties. Why can't you put Christ on the Nilla wafers? Uh, if any of the folks from Nabisco are listening right now went in on this action, uh, you know, Joey and I are splitting the, the money up. The religious right
2: and all that, I mean, it would be a hot, uh, you know.
4: Yeah. All I- like. right. All right. When we uh, come uh, back, with, uh, Joey and I are going to work out the whole home churching. Uh, right,
2: right. I think. I think there's a, a big payoff here.
4: Oh yeah, okay. we're set for life. Yes, we are. The phone number for Loveline. One eight hundred
1: love one nine one. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline, will be right back. The NFL 2015 season is well underway. Hey. And Podcast One's got you covered 24-7 with network studs like Dan Patrick.
4: Is Peyton Manning still a top five player?
1: Plus, Rich Eisen and Ian Fitzsimmons. <laughs> Ex-big-game champs like The Stinkin' Truth with Mark Schlerin, who provides you with weekly picks and NFL A-listers. Mike Shanahan, is there a place where you could see RG3
4: kind of rekindling his career? I
1: think what Robert has to decide is, you know what, it may take me a couple more years to learn to be a complete dropback quarterback. So it all depends on if he wants to accept... To be that type of guy and learn. Not to mention Jay Moore's Sports LA and Ross Tucker's Football Podcast.
7: He was wearing cement boots trying to get back from center.
1: And if you love to play fantasy football, we've got you covered with huge podcasts from DraftKings and Fantasy Feast with Ross Tucker. (laughs) Don't miss a single snap all season long. Head to podcastone.com now. That's (laughs) podcastone.com.
3: This is how the news agencies are going to end up uh, completely. Un- you know, nobody's going to rely on that information. Right. I'm not going to believe anything that comes out. You
4: can only cry El Nino uh, so many times before you become the Stop. boy Listen. that cried El Nino. Yeah. Joey Ramon is here. Dr. Drew's here. Uh, I'm here, and we will be back in ten seconds.
1: This is Love Line on radio station. <laughs>
4: Name of the show's love line. I'm Adam Carroll, Dr. Drew, and Joey Ramone is here. Christ, the, uh, those are good crackers. Of, uh, <laughs> of the Ramones, and uh, uh, when we last left off, we are working out our home churching. It is my answer to homeschooling. Eventually, you uh, never have to leave the house.
3: We may need to be in that.
4: You can space, uh, work from your house uh, via the uh, computer yeah. uh, and a fax machine. Um, yeah. you got a telephone there. Uh, you do the in there. You get the surround sound system worked out. Uh, get movies delivered to the house, and uh, with the home church in, All right. I think that's fine. We've worked out the uh, the basket would just go in a circle around the living room. Uh, the tub would be used uh, when. Uh, people home is were, where the heart is. Where uh, where people um, um, this close to shutting that mic off, Joe. We'd uh, throw people in the tub for the baptism, and then um, uh, the Nilla wafer would become the official body of Christ. And I think if you stamped uh, Jesus' head right into the Nilla wafer, I think you really got something there. I don't know why all this stuff is always blasphemy. This is, uh, this is good press. You wouldn't really have to stamp
2: it in. You could just make one of those color, you know, little... You know, this is, it's the 90s, man. You can do anything.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, anything goes. I know. Uh, now, that, uh, now that the Ramones have sort of um, uh, been phased out, how about opening a, a new chapter in Joey Ramone's life, the entrepreneurial chapter, where we go in together on this uh, Nilla Wafer for Price endeavor? I think it's, I, I'm, I'm in. All right. Good. You have some capital? Yeah, I got a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you made change for me? There you go. Joey's got some change in case there's, uh, in case there's some gambling. Coming up, and Joey's here uh, because uh, well, he's got a few things uh, going on, but they're all connected to this uh, Iggy Pop tribute. Oh, I got, album. I
2: got a few things that aren't connected to that. Yeah, but um,
4: yeah, well, but tonight this, you're here to talk. This about This is
2: what this. brought me here. Yeah.
4: El, El Nino and uh, Iggy Pop. We Will Fall is the, the name of the tribute CD. It has uh, Chili Peppers and Joan Jett and uh, Joey Ramone and uh, many other notables on it, and the proceeds. Ad- Adolf's dog. Right, lucky. I mean, uh, <laughs> Blondie. The uh, pros—that was his cat's name. The uh, proceeds are going to uh, Lifebeat, which is an organization that helps educate about what's that? AIDS. Yeah. Can not we uh, funnel some of that money into prostate uh, cancer, Drew? Talk to uh, Lifebeat. How many people have AIDS as opposed? to, How many people die of AIDS each year, Drew? I don't know the number I've had. I mean, it's uh, a hell of a lot less than staggering. The a hell of a lot prostate, less cancer. Than prostate cancer. Uh, yeah. How much money spent on AIDS? a hell of a lot more. Okay, that's enough then. Let's just allocate it to something else. I've had enough of this. Uh, I, want it to, uh, I want it to go... I want whatever the biggest killer of humans are, I'd like the most money going there, and then all the way down the line to whatever, wherever you are on the list. If you're 18th well, on the list, that, you get the 18th good. amount I, of money. Cure, cure for cancer would be nice. Yeah, I'll yeah. go for that too. Alright, so I actually we're going to hear something off of uh, the Iggy Pop uh, Tribute down We Will Fall this is uh... joey's cut coincidentally and this one is called nineteen sixty-nine 1969 one of iggy pop's songs and it is off the iggy pop tribute album called uh what the hell is that uh we will fall a man who's uh i don't believe there's ever been a photograph of iggy pop while wearing a shirt i've never seen the man wearing a shirt he
2: doesn't have any shirts he doesn't own a shirt he doesn't
4: own a shirt then. what's he do it like if there's a funeral or something does he just show up in his underwear or do you think he puts a shirt on no he shows up in his underwear <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem like... Uh, I'd be pissed if it was my funeral and Iggy showed up in his underwear. But he was a tie. <laughs> but, but what's it around? All right, come on. Where's the drum kit, engineer Mike?
3: Oh, look, look oh. it's empty in there.
4: Oh, uh, the women are all looking at the uh, pornography in the next room. Uh, we have such a crack staff here. Uh, Anne wants to know why she don't get a raise. Look at her. She's in there watching pornography. All right, Joey Ramone is our guest. And it's back to the phones we go. Brandon. Yeah,
11: um you're nineteen. Yep. Uh I just had a question for Joey. And I just wanna know um what he thinks about uh the bands that do cover albums of them.
2: Well when they do good cover songs I, I think that's or like if they do um you know, more original versions. I mean, you know, it's flattering and it's it's um it's uh it's it's really cool when someone covers your song. But it's when they kind of um you know, they kind of uh, make it their own. Oh yeah. Or they write something like, uh, Motorhead doing uh right, let me wrote this song Ramones, that was great. And um I don't know, but it's it's great. Do you get any money off of that? What when
4: when someone covers your song? Um, I guess if it gets any airplay or something. Uh. I would always think it would be flattering, even if they screwed it up. I, I don't, you know, I don't really care.
2: I mean, I, I just, um, it's, it's, it's uh, flattering, and it's, um, well, nice well, to be appreciated. Well, you're, you know?
4: What you're saying is, is if they're going to remake something, they might as well remake it instead of just I, come out with something that sounded yeah, like the uh, first one. Yeah, that's kind I mean, kinda that,
2: redundant. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, other people might feel differently about that, you know.
4: Any other questions for Joey Brandon? Uh, no, all right. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Hannah.
9: Hello?
4: Hey, you're 16.
9: Um, ever since my parents divorced, my dad has, like, refused to see me. And I want to know, like, how I can, like, repair a relationship.
4: Mm, how long ago did they get divorced? Uh,
9: their divorce was final in June.
4: Why is he refusing to see him? I don't know. So has it been since June that you've seen your dad? Um.
9: Well, I've, like, tried to talk to him, and he changed his phone number.
4: And. Uh, hold on. Hannah? Yeah? Let me go ahead and ask that one again. Has it been since June? That you've no, seen your dad?
9: I've seen him, but like he won't talk to
4: me. When did you last see him?
9: Um, well, two weeks ago, um, I showed up at his house to talk to him, and he threw me out. And then, um, like two days after that, I went, and he tried to have me arrested for trespassing.
3: And what does he say the reason for this is?
9: Um, he doesn't say why. He um, he remarried in July, and they're expecting a baby, like in May.
3: Divorced in June, remarried in July. Uh huh. What does your mom say about this?
9: You do not talk about it. She hates
2: them. <laughs> did you ever have any kind of relationship with your father in the, in the past?
9: Yeah.
2: So I you, great relationship. you were close with your father in the past?
9: Yeah.
4: You had a good relationship. You're, you're, uh, while your mom and your dad were having a falling out, did you take someone's side, or did, was there ever, ever any incident that we need to know about?
9: No. I didn't even know they were getting a divorce until a month before
4: it was All right. So here's what you're saying. Let me recap, because I know there's something wrong here. Yeah, uh, You and your dad have a, a True. fine, perfect un- relationship. N- n- let's not go too far here in yeah. B.A. Holes. You, ha- you had a decent relationship all the way through your life until you are um, 16 years old, almost ready to move out of the house. Then, unbeknownst to you, uh, he has a falling out with mom and gets a divorce. Within a month. Within a month. And now... And a month later. You show up at his house to try to uh, rekindle a relationship with him or or continue a relationship with him, and he throws you off his property and wants you to be arrested. And his now new wife and child are there. Uh, Is that right, Hannah? Yeah. Okay, listen, here's what's going on. Either he has a brain tumor or you're lying. (laughs) You're You're leaving something out. There's a crucial part of this story that you're not telling us. What is it? It really isn't. I mean. All right, I then he has a tumor. That's uh, that's you a tumor. guys got along fine for 16 years. Uh, now you got divorced and he's he, you come to his property and he wants to call the cops? Yeah. No. Yeah, and that doesn't fit for nope. me either. No, we don't buy it. Something's up. What? what Tell us about your dad. What does he do for a living? He's a pediatrician. Uh, are you in school right now? Uh huh. Uh huh. Have you gotten busted for pot or prostitution or anything like that? And they've not gotten any kind of trouble?
9: No. Uh, no I didn't even I uh, is, it, a divorce. I just didn't find out. Is there a
4: boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? No. Uh, so there's nothing that you do that your dad disapproves of?
9: No, and he, um, then, well, I, um, after he had tried having me arrested, I took a couple of boxes of um, Benadryl, and he did like, didn't come to the hospital, and the judge found out so he ordered um, my dad to take him to go to like a therapist with me, and he relinquished
4: like all parental rights. All parental rights. Yeah. All right. Uh, this uh, it's bizarre. It's like I said, either something there's really something that you're leaving out of the story, or dad has a brain tumor.
3: Yeah, or, or dad is a, you know, or maybe dad was a terribly disturbed person to begin with, and you just weren't aware of that. Does dad drink? Yeah. Does he do drugs? What, what, is your, what does your mom do for a living?
9: She's a CRNA. A what? A CRNA. A nurse anesthetist.
3: And what does she say is going on here?
9: She refuses to talk about it. And it's like a big deal because I'm always trying to go over there. Cause Where,
4: where's your mom now? At work. Can we call her?
9: Can you call
4: her? Yeah, we want to talk to her about this. Surgery. I surgery? Mean, there's something really missing here. This is more important than surgery. Yeah. This is good radio. No, yeah, there's something going on all right listen Hannah yeah. I, I have two things I have to say, although I believe you're leaving something out of the story and maybe just she's not aware of it there may be something yeah. you're not aware of all right here's the situation, Hannah. Your dad is uh sounds pretty despicable, and there's no reason why you should beg him for a relationship i I know it's a bitch, but if the guy's going to get out the uh, rock salt shotgun uh, when you start heading for up the daughter. stairs you're for his, his biological daughter. daughter? Yeah.
3: People don't become despicable assholes all of a sudden, or because of some event.
4: No, like for me it was a slow and gradual
3: Yeah, change. well you've been despicable yeah. most of
4: yeah, life, the time. Yeah, but the asshole know. part didn't come on until uh, much later yes, into my I, 20s. I think that's true. Joey, but when did you become a despicable asshole? Huh? I'd say uh, uh, early, uh, late 30s possibly? You were a late bloomer, weren't you?
2: Um, no, I'm not, I don't
4: know. But, I, I
2: guess I'm <laughs> despicable to people that are... Have a problem with me.
4: That was just a joke question.
2: I know. You guys are so funny, man. You know, you (laughs) guys are... Please. If I had a problem, I'd come right to you. Thank you. You. We appreciate that. But
3: the point is, people don't become... I mean, this is is despicable for a father to treat his daughter like this. And either he already had very serious problems. A sociopath. Something's wrong with him. Or he has a brain tumor, like Adam says. Or there's something... Alzheimer's. Really left out. It's something just terribly missing from the story. That you're either not aware of or not willing to talk about. All right, so Hannah,
2: it sounds like there's something going on that maybe she's not aware of. Yeah,
4: Hannah. Yeah. Try not to take it too personally, even though I know that's impossible. Um, I, I, I this is the, you know, I, what hell Hannah must be going what about,
2: through. What about what about the um, the
4: re-ma- uh The new marriage. The new marriage. What about the stepmom? Have you met her? Here's a theory I'm putting together. Um, here's the theory I'm putting together. Stepmom could be evil mm. and could have told daddy, uh, "If I see anybody from the previous family, uh, ex-wife, uh, kids, uh, nanny, whoever, uh, you're in a world of hurt." Sometimes stepmoms come in and they don't want anything to do mm. with the past. Your dad could be trying to protect his current relationship through not having contact with mm. you. In which case, uh, still despicable, still an a-hole. But pathetic despicable. Uh, pathetic of, uh, uh, despicable a-hole. The, uh, spa- spineless. Yeah, spineless pathetic. Uh, come up with an acronym with that. I give it to you. uh the pathetic, uh, PD, uh, spineless... Uh, PDSA, SPDA, syndrome. SPDA. S P D A, S the Sputter.
3: is pathetic, despicable. Sputter.
4: All Sounds right, like a kiss song. Hannah. Yeah, I, I know you're in a lot of pain. You, you need to talk to your mom, and you need to say, "Listen, mom, whatever was between you, you and dad is between you and dad." Know,
3: I also don't know why mom is not. Talking and to I don't you know that. what
4: what's also something's missing there. There's something yeah. missing to this whole story, which is both your parents sound like uh, heinous people to me, and you said your childhood was uh, sort of okay and, and up until sounds, this and point. She
3: sounds okay. Hannah sounds okay, basically.
4: Hannah, you sh- you, you sure there was no um, shenanigans in, in the family? I know he had an affair. He had an affair. Yeah. With yeah, this, but was there a- any abuse? Uh, any um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kind
9: of.
4: What kind of abuse?
9: He would
4: like hit my mom. So he hit. He hits your mom. Yeah. This guy says he's a pediatrician. What a wonderful guy! Right, I'm to get I'll his name so I can bring my kids there. All right. So Hannah, the guy's not uh, quite the guy you sort of made him out to be at the beginning, though. I mean, he's he, he drinks, he's violent, uh, right? Yeah. See, now it's starting to make better sense. He's he's starting, starting to come into focus a little bit. He's he's not a good guy, right? But he's my dad. Has he ever been a criminal I know, problems? but listen, my dad was a, a crappy dad, too. I, I can I can say that. Has he ever had any criminal problems? No. Okay. Well, I wasn't caught up to him. Hannah? Yes? Yeah? I know your mother uh, hates your dad, and I'm not... I understand he's your dad. I understand you have a relationship with him. I don't know if you need to see him. Was your mom abused uh, when she was younger? I don't know. She don't know. I don't know if you need to see a guy who's uh, physically abusive and an alcoholic and who's willing to call the cops uh, on his own daughter. I don't know that that's a relationship that you need to have. I would, as tough as it may uh, seem, uh, try to t- just take a break from this one, and then he'll come back crawling on his knees in about uh, a few years from now. Yeah. Yep. Especially when your rap career takes off. Uh, that's, that's when he really comes back. But, uh, Hannah, seriously... Talk to your mom and say to your mom, listen, I don't care what went on between you and dad. Here's what's going on with me and dad. Uh, can you help me with this at all? Uh, I'd like to call in an s- airstrike on this one, Drew.
3: Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I, what would what would flesh this out is mom was uh, physically abused when she was younger. It shows this sociopathic guy that... Uh, Got on and uh, did well uh, in you know, his professional career, but his interpersonal life was a total mess. And uh, adding to that chaos, and God knows what happened to him when he was growing up. Oh. Finally he finally had an affair, and of course the mom reacts violently to that and kicks him out, and uh, then the, the chaos just
2: explodes. It
4: just kills me when. Uh, so, sounds people like my dad. Is your dad a jerk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, I mean, I when I grew up, I had a tough time. Right. But. Um,
2: but um, did we you... grew up poor? Oh, uh, no. What'd your dad do? Um, well, he had a trucking company.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. Was he a teamster? No. No. Was he involved with the mob? No. I didn't know you could have a trucking company in New York and <laughs> not be under some sort of mob rule. No, he he fought he fought the mob. Oh, he did. Yeah. That right. uh, sounds like a, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but uh, your fo- your folks got divorced. Yeah, when I was about eight. And did, you, did your dad drink? Um, I don't he, know, he, 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 my my father was
2: abusive, you know. He was? Yeah. yeah. Physically? Yeah, physically. To, to you? To me and to my mom. And all the other Ramones, or just you? He beat up all the Ramones.
4: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <to> us, uh <laughs> he didn't get the uh, the drummer and the bass player, did he? No, but seriously, he. so did your mom kick him out? I I don't want to get into this. All right, your mom kicked him out. Yeah, she kicked My mom's tough. Good. You don't want to mess with my mom. No, so you probably you probably got that from your mom then. I mean your uh, your strength.
2: I got my strength from my, myself. I've I've always been uh, I've always toughed things out. Right. Alright. That's that's one thing about the Ramos though. Everyone's everyone relax. Yeah, yeah, like the school of hard knocks. Now do you,
4: do you talk to your dad anymore?
2: Well yeah. Um actually um I stopped talking to my dad um a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, because he he was just very abusive, like um, like just
4: overall. Well, here's the situation, I And then and yeah. then from
2: not to, and then I you know I stopped talking to him, and then I and for about six months, and then I said to, I kind of thought to myself, well, he doesn't even know why I stopped talking to him. Right. You know, because he he was always like one, like he had a one track mind, like I'm right, you're wrong kind All of right. thing. Right. And um, so I I called him up. To kind of uh, tell him why I wasn't
4: talking with him, right? And it uh, sucks though when you have to tell somebody why you're not talking. To and him and them, he
2: and he didn't understand. But right. then, but he his um, girlfriend, like, sh- you know, I was I was talking with her, and she, and she totally understood, you know, because he was that way with her too.
4: But did you ever? Did he ever apologize? For yeah, his he passed.
2: Well, you know, I I um, he called me up one day. You know, I I told him you know everything. You know, I just tell him how I felt. Right. And uh, and he he said, can we clean the slate and start over? That's,
4: not, that's his way of apologizing. That was
2: his way of apologizing. Right. And then from that point on, I mean, um, I would just tell him everything. You know, right. like how he kind of hurt me in the past, and ha- and if you know, because he would kind of get his kicks, off he uh by abusing you. That's, right. You know what I mean? You know, and um. So I every time he would do that I just jump, jump down his throat, you know, let, you know let him know. Right. Then he he started like, you
4: know, but that that's the only way. He started th- coming around, you know. It it's funny, but that's probably the way the guy knows. Uh, that's all he knows and um and that's like therapy It's like that calling him an a-hole is uh therapy and tell him to shut up when he starts getting into that abusive stuff.
2: But now I have a good I have a really good re- uh relationship with him. Good. He's a, he's a good
4: sick guy and I can relate to that. <laughs> good. All I'm right. a good sick guy too. <laughs> it was funny. About <laughs> 20 minutes ago, Joey said, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. It feels good now. It feels good. It you know, it's like an exorcism. I, I feel much better. It's cathartic. All right. It's cathartic. Drew, you come back though so much you hate your dad. All right? In the meantime, we'll just leave Joey alone in the studio here. After this.
1: Yo, G, the phone number for Love Line is 1 800 Love 191. Love Line, right back. You haven't already heard the record-breaking podcast where Shaq interviewed Kobe?
0: What's up, Kobe? Uh, what's up, my man? Well, no worries,
1: because you can get it right now at podcast1.com. Just click on the big podcast with Shaq. And while you're there, check out Shaq's other A-list guests. Charles Barkley, Kyrie Irving, Dan Patrick, DeMarco Murray, Adam Sandler, Ronda Rousey, Nick Cannon, Rich Eisen, George Lopez, and so many more, like Kobe. We've gotten a fist fight.
7: Here. That just showed me that, you know what, this kid ain't going to back down.
1: At PodcastOne.com. That's podcastone.com.
4: Hi, this is Jonathan. And this is David from Corn, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. I was wearing my corn shirt today. Uh, We Will Fall is the name of the Iggy Pop tribute CD that uh, Joey Ramone is here to promote tonight. As well as the uh, in-store at the Tower Record on Sunset, that would be tomorrow at 6 p.m. with uh, autographs from uh, D-Generation and Extra Fancy. And then there's a show Thursday night at the Viper Room. Doors uh, open at nine. Tickets uh, available at the Viper Room. And could you get uh, could you peel Joey away from the uh, from the uh, Pamela and Tommy Lee video there and uh, bring him in here? Please. Oh, he's coming. I bet he is. All right, Joey Ramon will be in here in a matter of moments. Uh, so far, everyone's seen this video except for Dr. Drew and myself. Uh, I'm not doing it for um, principle, spiritual, spiritual reasons. Spiritual reasons, and Drew isn't because other people are here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's let's uh, call a spade a spade. Joey's uh, now yeah. entered the room. Yeah. Did you watch the video there, Joey. Uh, yeah,
2: I didn't really see too much.
4: Really. I just, I just saw that to- that stud, that Tommy Lee, you know, he's, he's uh, quite, he's quite I, the stud. Yeah, uh, there it, it was an uh, uh, open forum going on in the hall between all the ladies uh, about Tommy's unit. Tommy. You know, they talk about, uh, women are constantly talking about how size doesn't matter, but uh, show them a big penis and uh, begins a two-hour debate. See that? Yeah. I've never heard so much big penis talk in my life. I wanted to just curl up into the fetal position and weep. Not a bad deal for Tommy, though. I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, what, there could what, be worse well, tell, things tell than the, ladies, than you, the world we, we were, finding out you have a huge penis. We were
3: eavesdropping to that entire
4: conversation. Yeah, we are listening to you guys out in the hall with your... Uh, the, the conversation swung from uh, Tommy's huge penis to... Pamela's uh, plastic surgery. Pamela's <laughs> uh, plastic surgery. What a funny penis you've got. It's very peculiar. Pamela's oh, plastic surgery. She looks surgery.
12: hot. She looks great. She's, She's got <laughs> a great body. So. <laughs> we're not...
4: Her down, so. We were listening to you guys in the hall. Her lips are fake. <laughs> She's got fake eyelashes. Her liver has uh, been augmented. <laughs> uh, there's no part of her that is real. All right. But, you know, if you got to go fake, uh, that's the way to go, by the way. All right, so Joey Ramon is here. Phone number one eight hundred L V E one nine one. I got all the plugs out for you, Joey, with the uh, autograph signing oh, and, the, good, uh, and the CD title and uh, You're doing whatnot. a good job. My, I'm, I'm telling you. Thank you. Oh. I aim to please, uh, Matt. Oh, yeah. You're 27.
8: Hi. Well, I have two
4: questions.
8: Um, does um, the smoking weed cause infertility? No. Okay. Doesn't. No, it. it,
3: it it can decrease your sperm count or it can increase estrogen levels, it may cause Decre- birth defects. Yeah. There's some theories about that circulating around.
8: Yeah.
4: So it'll increase your sperm count?
3: Decrease your sperm
4: count. Oh decrease? Uh, Matt. Yeah. You're not gonna remember this conversation tomorrow. Why bother? Well when are you, that, are you writing? and and that is a pot will do to you. Matt, are you writing this down? No. Alright, well you should write this down. What? Oh, boy. Uh, The conversation that we're currently having. Yeah. Because in five minutes when you hang the phone up and you're uh, knee-deep in in, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon and uh, uh, Peter Pan extra chunky. (laughs) Well, I have another question, too. Just shut up and listen. You're not going to remember what Drew said about the whole sperm count.
8: Well, he said that... I, I can't. Remember, I, I can't hear if he said it decreases the sperm count or increases.
4: That's why I want you to write it down. Okay, I'll write it down. Now go get a piece of paper and a, pe- and a and a pencil. Okay, hold on. All right, well, hold on. Oh. Okay. Nope. Did Did you get one already? Yeah. That's not the pen you use to remount the bong, is it? <laughs> no. No, that's another pen.
8: I don't like bongs. I like papers.
4: Oh, really? Bongs
8: waste. It weighs too much weed.
4: Oh, yeah, they do because it pops down into the water.
8: No, it just it smokes too
4: fast. Yeah, but then what do you do with the roach?
8: Um, I smoke it in a can.
4: Uh. Oh, um, well, you like that? Sometimes
8: a to... pipe, sometimes a can.
4: Uh huh. And then uh, when there's nothing left, do you just uh, do you just uh, like uh, lick your index finger, rub it in the ashes, and then rub <laughs> it on your uh, oh, you gum. Mean, like, yeah. You get like a, a pot freeze going. Well. All right. Yeah, it gets pretty bright. All right, so Matt, write this down. Okay. Um, marijuana can uh, decrease your sperm count. Oh, decrease! Uh, don't write decrease. Just put a minus sign. An arrow going down. And don't even write the word sperm. Just draw something that looks like sperm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Was that TV
3: show Concentration?
4: Yeah. I've yeah. uh, no. It's like a, a Pictionary or a yeah. win, lose, or draw. Yeah. Uh, get Burt Reynolds uh, to draw this riddle. Okay. So the marijuana can lower your sperm count. Yeah. All right, but here's here's an ex note. It doesn't render you infertile. Okay. That's cool. So, uh write uh, minus uh and then the picture of sperm, but then at the bottom of that write plus and then uh draw a zygote.
8: Zygote?
4: Zygote. Zygote. Man, Matt, what do you do for a living? Um well, I'm a part-time carpenter. Oh, yeah. Finish carpenter and um I'm a musician. I've worked with a thousand guys, uh, a thousand mats in my life. Is that right? Yeah, all all uh, part-time carpenters are stoners. Is that right? Why is that? Well, hey. I don't know. How about the full-time carpenters? Uh, they're in heroin. Oh, okay. No. No, no. Uh, marijuana is a very... Uh, 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 carpentry is a very marijuana-oriented uh, Why? Uh, thing. Why? thing. Uh, it has something to do with, first off, you can't get a regular job like where you have to actually put a tie on and sit in an office and stuff. Can't because tolerate it's that. not going to work because you, yeah. you cuss too much right? and you smell and you don't, like, you don't have uh, more than one shirt and that kind of stuff. And you don't like the man. So you have to kind of work in an environment. Plus, you have to have a kind of job where if uh, the surf's up, you can uh, get the hell out of there early or you can just not show up that day. Right. It's just one of those sort of hang-loose jobs. You can work in shorts. It's you need to work in shorts if you smoke a lot of now weed. Now,
3: is that, is that rebellion against the man, do you think, or is that uh, against parents?
4: No, it's just you smoke a lot of weed, you're kind of stupid, and it's hard to fill out a job <laughs> application. You can't fill out a job application, and in, yeah. in carpentry, you don't need an application. You either do it or you can't, but right, right somebody Somebody
3: like, assess your work? Listen
4: to that laugh. Uh, well, you're being assessed by other guys who smoke a lot of weed, so it's, it's cool. And so they recommend you for jobs and things. Nah, uh, Matt's no great carpenter. He's he's too screwed up for that. But he he's uh, you know he's like an apprentice. He helps out a little. Mm-hmm. He cool. can operate a chop saw, Stone.
8: I have another question, Kay.
4: Without sawing his hands off. Now let me ask you a question, Mark. Matt. Matt.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, if you're doing, let's say, um, baseboard. Baseboards. Oh, see. Wow, oh, man. Ahead. Ahead. Baseball. Oh, baseball! Oh, oh man. man!
8: I can't understand what you're saying,
4: Matt. But this can't all be marijuana, is it? There's not enough marijuana on the planet. For what? Oh, all right, Matt. Let me ask you a baseboard-related oh. question. Okay, baseboard. All right, you're you're doing an inside corner on some baseboard, like where two walls meet. Yeah. And you're you're putting the baseboard together. Yeah. Do you do two forty-fives and then put those together to make a ninety, or do you run one? Uh, with a butt cut to the wall, and do like a, a cove, a coping cut on on it.
8: Well, um, you do a you do a forty five, and then see. I'm I'm not I'm not a, I'm the I'm not the main.
4: No, I will. I'm uh, we, uh,
8: not the uh, main.
4: We know you're not the architect there, Matt. But yeah. uh, you do two forty five. I don't I
8: don't I don't I don't cut. I, I nail mm-hmm. and I screw the screw the countertops on. Okay. And I and I, I lay the baseboard down, and I, I see what he cuts and everything, but.
4: Do they oh, actually you call that. They actually call that carpentry. I don't cut, huh? Do you get do you get stoned at work? No, you don't. No, but you get stoned in the morning before you go in. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Of course you do, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. You know, it's funny. The uh, the marijuana's affirmative sound is <laughs> watch, 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 I'll, I'll uh, do a little recreation. Hold on. True. Uh, ask me some. Uh, just ask me some questions. Uh,
3: what do you do? Do you use two forty fives, or do you carve out the baseboard? No. No. Uh, Matt, do you get stoned at work? No. Do you get stoned at work? No. Come on, man. Do you get stoned at work? No, do you, you a Do you get stoned at breakfast
4: before you go to work? <laughs> Drew, what's wrong with you, by the way? I don't know. Uh, do, do, you not, uh, what, do you have to ask me a, three times whether uh, I got stoned at work? Well, I, oh, please. How come we're, whenever we do one of those reenactments, Drew, I, screw it up. I try to find the weakest uh, role for you, but it's still difficult. You're right. All right. So uh, uh, what was Matt? Now i got a contact tie going. What happened to Matt? Did he hang up or something? Evidently. okay. No, he's still there. No, I hung up. (laughs) I can still smell him. All right, Matt, uh, uh, easy on the pot, would you, buddy? Oof. Uh, I don't know what comes first with some people, the stupid or the pot, but uh, it is a very dangerous combination. Pot makes stupid.
3: It just does. Yeah, but... Especially if you start at a young age. They just don't develop properly.
4: All right, but Einstein could smoke a kilo a week, and he would not be stupid. He'd just not be motivated. Right. You know what I mean? What Matt Matt's condition? Matt was twenty seven. Right. I know guys that have toked out uh, every day uh, since um, you know the tenth grade, and they're not in that sort of condition. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and some of it you're, you're suggesting maybe is that he was dumb to
3: begin with, so to speak. And some of it maybe he was more biological. Well, don't get me wrong.
4: I like pot, but let's be let's be uh, let's be honest here. It makes the dumb dumber. It makes the lazy lazier. And it makes the hungry hungrier. But it may be that he's more biologically
3: predisposed to some of the deleterious, the damaging
4: And uh, it makes the horny hungrier, too. <laughs> no, it doesn't really make him more horny.
3: You know, I mean, maybe All some right. people are more sensitive to these damaging effects, and maybe they All just right. don't
4: develop because of it. Matt should never smoke another joint in his life. Uh, he but shouldn't even listen to a, a Bob Marley
3: record. That will never happen. Uh, he's an addict, and either he'll switch to speed or alcohol, or he has to get treated. He will not stop smoking pot.
4: All right, and Matt, by the way you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> I mean, uh, you have a 15 second conversation with you, Matt, and you know, uh, you're pretty effed up on the weed, whether you smoked it, uh, 10 minutes ago or, uh, earlier that morning or whenever it was, uh, it's affecting you. So please understand that other people know. I don't want to bum your high. Don't get me wrong. I think marijuana is fine in moderation, uh, done responsibly, but, uh, Matt, you've used up your allotment. As a matter of fact, You've smoked uh, the weed I'm supposed to smoke in the next forty years. You've done it all now. You're you're getting into other people's drugs now. I believe there should be a certain uh, allotted uh, amount of drugs for everybody, Drew. You know what I'm saying? A lifetime allotment. Yeah. For instance, like uh, uh, I don't know, you get like uh, everyone gets like twenty lids or something like that. You know, is a lid uh, two fingers uh, dime bag? I, I don't know what they're what they're doing Bounce. anymore. Everyone gets uh, 20 ounces uh, every 20 years. Uh, make it 20 ounces every five years. Uh, that's too much. All right, anyway. I got a contact. Hi. And we'll be back with uh, Joey Ramone. Joey, you don't smoke any pot, do
2: you? I used to.
4: Oh, you did? Yeah,
2: I, I I stopped. I don't do any, uh, anything.
4: You don't? No. Takes the wind out of your sails a
0: I little just, bit, I just, I just...
4: I smoke crack every so just a little every once in a while?
2: Yeah, just uh you know Okay.
4: Should you know, shoot be between
2: my toes or something. Okay. No, no, I'm 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 off that stuff. I had my fun, you know. Right. Yeah. But you grew up. Yeah, you know, now I it's like an alternative high, you know? <laughs> being off being off that. <laughs> Anne
4: wants to break, this, why she's going nuts over there. No, we can't break. No, we can't? No. I think we can. Okay. All right.
1: Welcome to the biggest show on earth. your law, the strangest freak, the highest acrobat, and the funniest clown. Love on, we'll be right back.
8: Listening
10: to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
4: Oh boy. Uh, it's Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Who was that engineer, Mike? I didn't. And, oh, Tori, Tori Amos. Amos. And what is uh, Tori Amos up to? Where is she? We got to get her in here. We miss Tori. Uh, again, Joey Ramone is here. Uh, Lifebeat is the name of the charity that the Iggy Pop tribute record that he is on. Uh, we will fall is uh that's where all the money's going so it's a worthy cause it's a good cd it's got uh you know it's all iggy pop songs and then it has uh guys like uh joy Ramone and red hot chili peppers and uh misfits and uh joan jett and a bunch of other rock and rollers doing the uh iggy pop stuff and uh stooges i hear it is iggy pop right uh what was that early iggy pop yeah that was um that was the stooges that was uh his first well I hear the um first 10 dollars of the uh proceeds gathered from the sales of this CD are going to go toward buying Iggy a shirt. Hmm. I I don't know uh it's a it's on the line. A lighter Hawaiian box. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture on the back of it of him in a jock strap. What is that? What are we, what are we supposed to do? Uh, bang our head or jack off or what's going on here? I don't get it. I, I don't know I don't get it either. But anyway, banging our
2: head and jacking off the same thing? <laughs>
4: Iggy's uh, in a chock strap in the back, and then the front uh, uh, old picture with, uh, again, the shirt is off. Iggy's the best, man. Yeah, I know. We've had Iggy on the show, and Iggy's like two different guys. He's Iggy a, on, on stage is a, an animal, and then when he sits here, it's he's like... Um, he's just an intellectual being. Yeah, intellectual specimen. guy. Specimen. Uh, hey, you know, he's got a place in Mexico, hangs out in Mexico half the year. Yeah, well. No, I don't, that, don't blame him. Um, a, not a bad life. Oh, but wait till this uh, godforsaken El Nino hits him. Boy, well, seen a world. Of hurt. Huh, that's right. Oh, Scott is my witness. It better start raining soon because all I've heard today out here at uh, you people who don't live in Los Angeles, uh, thank uh, your lucky stars because we have the world's most dysfunctional uh, weathermen <laughs> in 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 the nation. They have to be because they are. So wrong, so often that it's way want, you beyond. You don't have comedy. Al Roker, huh? Al Roker? No, we don't have Al Roker. Yeah, Al Roker's the man. This is, I, yeah. I. I think what we need to do is um, we need to get some sort of weatherman exchange program where we take all the tards who reside in Los Angeles and send them to other places that have weather in exchange for people that have some brains and some experience to tell us what's going on. I've been hearing about this goddamn I, El Nino you know, all day today. Uh, Matt probably be a good weatherman. Who? That Matt. Oh, Matt Matt.
2: Matt Matt. It's not the, it's not the weatherman. The guys
3: who the Matt? weather.
4: Matt, Matt the, the, re, the retarded... Oh, oh the Matt the stoner. <laughs> uh, see? <laughs> Show us some more on top of it than I am. See, I, I remember. Yeah, Matt would be good. He'd be up there going, uh, there's going to be some clouds man clouds and then oh look at one of those clouds it looks <laughs> looks like Jimi hendrix <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, like it's not the guys that well, reported it it's, it's pretty the unique me- meteorologists that send in the information it seems to be somebody's and, up and and then, then the, the the news again the news sort of uh, production that
4: insisted it be hyped and hyped and Talk hyped Dr.
2: Weatherby it, mm-hmm.
4: is, it has been nothing but uh, threats of flooding and rain in El Nino all day today. That's all I've heard about today. And meanwhile, it hasn't uh, rained a drop in over 24 hours. Uh, there's going to be uh, three storms. Uh, one of them has passed. Uh, two more are rolling in, and it's going to be uh, biblical-type uh, rain for the next five days, well into the weekend. Yeah. Now what's going to happen, Drew? Is, no, it, is went, it raining
3: outside? No, it went down to Mexico.
4: Oh, not raining. Yeah. Not going to happen. No. Good. I want some payback now. Oh, these bastards. I'm telling you, weathermen should all just uh, slide under the desk and start performing a fellatio. That's where, they, that's where they could do their best work in the newsroom. And let's just extend sports another three minutes and do away with it's these not, schmucks. Like,
3: it's not the they do
4: nothing. It's not the well, how many times do you have to get up there and be wrong before you yeah, realize but, you that know, your sources are well, bad? Now,
3: think about it. It's not the weather, guys. It's the,
4: it's the anchors going. It's, it's
3: coming. It's coming. Here comes this huge storm, right?
4: You know what we need to do? Well, they, they definitely play it up. Yeah. Forget about uh, the meteorologists and the weather reports and the you know, satellites. You know when we, when, the, when the, a lot of these newscasts they they talk about these you know, these horrible things and they kind of like say yeah. it in, in, a, right, in a happy it.
2: happy ma- in a happy manner.
4: Now right, here's what I here's what I would like to propose in in at least Los Angeles, one of two methods for gathering the weather. Either we go with an Indian guy, <laughs> because the Indians know what's going on. They put their ear to the ground. They to tell you what's the, uh, going on. The stick, the, the divining the rain, rod, the v- divine rod. Yeah, yeah, they could use that. So we either go with a like a full-blooded uh, Comanche, or, and this would be a much better source for accurate weather. And tell me, this wouldn't be more accurate? We get some guy on the street. Remember a rooster, or a yeah or uh, Huggy Boy, or right. Huggy Bear, or right. whatever his name was from Sarsky and Hutch. Right. Just some big, tall black guy wearing a full-length raccoon coat and a purple hat. And we go down and we talk to him, and we slip him 20 bucks. Is it going to rain tonight, Huggy Bear? I don't know. My memory is not so good. Uh, <laughs> here's 20 bucks. 20% chance. <laughs> I, like I swear the, be, I, I, I it I would like be more the, accurate. It really would. The divine rod, I think. We we'll would give Huggy uh, Huggy Bear the divining rod, yeah. or uh, rooster, or whatever. Rooster. We need a uh, pimp to find out about the weather. Pimps would be better, uh, more accurate in Pimps their weather or us. P- predictions Susie. than the weathermen. Susie, Hi. what's up?
12: Oh, this and that. Rain up here in Portland.
4: Good. Yeah. Oh boy, they're right. They're right. There are flash Rainy. flood warnings out here. If you're living in the mountains, uh, foothills, or coastal There's areas. A blizzard coming. Water spouts.
12: Well, I'm a native Southern Californian, so I I know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's the um, sun? Pardon me?
2: Where's the sunshine?
12: Where's the sunshine?
2: Yeah.
12: Down in L.A. Um, Not here. My question for you guys is pretty open-ended. I was married, and before I married my ex-husband, I knew that he tested positive for HIV, but I married him anyway because I was truly in love with him. And it turned out to be a very short and very abusive relationship and so I did leave, and it's been about six years since I left him, however, I get pretty nervous when I meet somebody that I feel like I may want to get involved with. I know that I'm fine, and Mm. I've been tested enough to where they said, okay, don't come back anymore because you're really okay, but when you're starting to get to know somebody, when do you make the decision to tell them information that they're going to want to know, and
4: They, I think, have a right to know. Mm. But is you know, there's a point. Uh, Hold on a second, Susie. I'll tell you what's more pertinent information for your potential partners is mm -hmm. um, the fact that you're uh, screw enough to uh, marry an abusive guy uh, who is HIV positive. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's a more pressing issue to me. yeah. Yeah, this is six years ago. You've been tested a thousand times. You don't have the virus. That's moot uh what's not moot is uh, whatever's going on with you psychologically that got you into this relationship. Yep. And it's got you, you know, sort of overly obsessed and paranoid with this aspect of well, it. Well,
12: I think, you know, um, to say that it's kind of hard to judge someone from a minute of what I'm telling you no, on the phone. We got you all figured out. If,
4: well. well... Listen, you married a guy who was HIV positive, which is a very... Uh, a difficult thing to do. I mean, that takes a lot of soul searching. That's a very difficult decision. I, I applaud it, but it's a very difficult decision. Six months in, the guy turns out to be uh, physically abusive and whatnot. Uh, this is, this something's is, going on. This with is what
3: you. this is what you would sort of throw under the umbrella of codependency, and we predict that you had a. Well, that's al-
12: why I left the situation. And and we'd I we'd stay say, it. and we
3: get say, some points for that. That's right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's why we predict you had like maybe an alcoholic dad who was somehow not not available or abusive with you.
12: Okay, but beyond that stuff, I mean...
3: It, would that be true?
12: Absolutely true.
4: Mm. Uh, but, wait, wait in a minute. We can't know anything about her, though, Adam. No, we don't know anything. We just well, talked to you no, for a minute. Well, no, when
12: you're saying that... Hold on, you know, Drew, I...
4: wait a minute. Wait, did you do some sort of... Pre- you must have done some pre-screening to find out that her dad was an alcoholic. No. No? Well, I can't well, know her in a minute. Though. But you don't know her. Polar bears. Drew, you need a turban <laughs> with a big jewel in the front of it. That is absolutely amazing. All right, hold on. Let me get done with Susie. All right, so as it turns out, uh, Drew does know you, Susie. Yes. Okay, but anyway, we're done beating up. On and and you, that's And that's on. the point is
3: that that that's more important to anybody who's about to get involved with you, and important important to you in terms of how you choose your relationships in the future. If you don't do some codependency or what, how what kind of particular work you choose to do you're going to choose another emotionally unavailable, potentially abusive person.
12: Well, would you guys like to find out what I did during that six years of being away from him? Yeah. I mean, let's stop for just a minute. Go ahead. And, you know, ask the questions, too, then. Did you go through counseling? Did you have a therapist? Have you worked through some of these issues?
4: Okay. Uh, Okay. Because
12: all that happened. Okay. All that happened before I left. All right. And after I left the relationship.
4: Okay, so... so you, the question is, mm.
12: I feel that it's fair and right to tell somebody that you're going to get involved with. There are certain things from your past that people have the right to know. But where do you make the decision on what timing in a relationship do you tell somebody this? Uh
4: I would say right up front and early. First date. Yeah. That's good advice. Six years ago, Drew, do you have to tell somebody this? Um, I,
3: look, I think it's, uh, if, if indeed she's done so much intensive work, which
4: judging by how she makes me feel, talking
3: to her, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> but I'll
4: tell you, she's the uh, the bitterest <laughs> person who's been through uh, six years of therapy I've ever talked yeah. to. Uh,
3: but it's up, It's part of who she is, and she should be talking about it. She should be talking about the recovery aspects of it, and mm-hmm. the fact that she is safe. It may All be right. even safer uh, than somebody who's not been tested. we got to go to break. I'll come All back right. and rebut I'm that uh, when we come back.
1: Kick it! I want to love you! Love will be right back, and boy will we be mad if you bail!
4: Huh? Yeah. All right. So you're wrong. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts is uh, another group on the Iggy Pop uh, compilation, or I should say tribute album We Will Fall. Joey Ramone is also on it. Thank you very much, Joey Ramone. Yeah, thanks. We are uh, I, ha- I had a ball. Good. Uh, come back anytime you like. And uh, I think I'm going to go shoot myself now. Mm-hmm. All right. But if it doesn't if you don't kill yourself, come back. Oh, okay. We're going to go out with this Joan Jett one, Real Wild Child. <laughs>
1: Just a high school, like I'm real, real cool Gotta dance, how I move, but the message that I gotta be I are one, ooh yeah, I'm a one-one I am a wild one got to I wanna keep I'm a wild one a I'm I'm one This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer, Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright in 1997, Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth and Nail Records.
3: Sit, obo, Boo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. My stern but groovy master, Adam.
1: This concludes another podcast1.com
9: program.